Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. We also do a magazine and have a website, texasfootball.com. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or listening to us on the podcast version, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Thank you for supporting your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm, the newly promoted associate producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Texan Live. It is Mallory Hartley. Congratulations. Like it's the first yeah. public appearance that I'm you have. I'm so excited. It feels it feels different sitting in the producer's chair, chair. because I am associate producer. producer. I have, so I I have can... said word producer in my title now. So I feel like a real producer here. now. So yeah. Yeah, it feels good. I like being. I like making my first actual appearance as associate producer. So. Well, congratulations! Yeah, You're you. four days in and you haven't quit yet. So we're on a we're on a good hot streak. <laughs> yes, yes, we are absolutely. <laughs> Today is Thursday, June 9th, One hundred and sixty-eight days until Thanksgiving. Six nine, the birthday of Lance. I was going to say, Pickle. I think it's LP, right? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to the goat, born on six nine sixty nine. What a freaking great birthday, the man! Dude's like a you can't beat that kind of birthday. You absolutely <laughs> cannot. It fits him too. Fits him really well. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, and that's one of those things. Like he will always have people know his age. Not that that's like a super big thing with guys. I think it's more of a thing with women. But he will always have people know his name because I will always tell everyone it is six nine sixty nine. So oh, for happy sure. birthday, LP. Him and Trish are actually headed down to the beach today. So hope that they have a safe trip down. Love that. But this is episode 1,402. Yep. Nice. That's correct. <laughs> um, on today's show, my friends, we will start off. We're, let's let's go backwards to forwards here. So we did not do Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday last week because we were at the Grapevine 7-on-7 SQT, and we will not have a show tomorrow because if you watch the pre-show, you know what we're doing this weekend, but we are off tomorrow, both Mallory and I and Tepper as well. So no show tomorrow, which means we're going to go ahead and make it Helpful Honda Mailbag Thursday. Um, so what we are going to do I put is... Friday in the lower third, oh. sorry. <laughs> you know what? It's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday and you're not telling us otherwise. But... Um, we want people to go ahead and have the opportunity to start sending in questions. We know we kind of caught you off guard with that. So go ahead and start giving those questions in. While we're gathering up those questions, we will be airing Matt Stepp's conversation with Berkner head coach Trey Bryant um, from the Grapevine SQT last Friday. So we're going to give you a little bit of time to start sending in those mailbag questions. We just sent the magazine to press, so we've got a lot of football fresh on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um 
summer activities on River the brain floating. your promotion blah 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 mallory will also give a kind of her review of what the cover reveal mm -hmm. was like because this will be her this was her first cover reveal so start sending in those questions um but we will be doing an interview first but before we get there Malpal, do we have first four through the door we sure do. It was Nick Morton, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Ed uh, McElroy. Welcome in, McElroy. fellas. McElroy. Welcome McElroy, in, fellas. It's okay. I mess no, that dude, up every time, I, I think. <laughs> literally, I did that for years until Ed started emailing me, and he was like, listen here, Pickle. He didn't actually do that, but I messed it up for <laughs> years. Here, we appreciate y'all tuning in. All right. Like we said, we will be doing Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday on this Thursday coming up after this interview, but Matt Stepp. Me, Ish, Rudy Klanick, our sales guy, were all at the Grapevine SQT this past Friday. It was a fantastic event, um, but before we got there, Step had the opportunity to catch up with Berkner head coach Trey Bryant. Here's Step's conversation with Trey Bryant on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at the Grapevine 707 State Tournament Qualifying Tournament here with the head coach of the Burton Rams, Coach Trey Bryant. Uh, coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes between games to chat with us. Thank you, man. It's just it's good to be here. It's, uh, it's only our second time being at a state qualifying tournament. We went to Plano two weeks ago, so this is our first time. The kids, even the school, they ain't did this ever. So it's good just to get them out here, get them to compete, let them see they, the competition they'd be going against and get out here and play against some of their friends as well. Yeah, I mean, we were, I was going to ask you, what are you looking for? You know, you, you mentioned this is, this is a new thing for you guys, and the, the competition at the state qualifying tournaments is usually pretty pretty good. What are you wanting to see out of your kids today? Obviously, we know we all know it's not real football. The the, the game is won and lost in the trenches, but but this is this is a it's great practice for the fall for your skill guys. What do you want to see out of your kids today? Man, it's just like you said, you know, if y'all don't know, I'm a, I'm a D-line guy, so I don't, I don't believe in none of this. You know, like my thing is if if you ain't got the O-line, D-line, this ain't really football. So the biggest thing I want to see is see our kids compete. That's all I want to do. Like, I ain't worried about the wins and losses. I know what kind of team we got. We get all 11 out there on the field. Just come out here and compete, man. That's all I want to see. You know, making sure we're keeping our same thing, jogging on out the field, congratulating each other, having fun, the main thing. But just come out here and compete. You know, I know what type of team we got when we put them pads on. It's a lot of intangible stuff, right? Like, you want to see your kids, you know, maybe when a play doesn't go well, kids not hanging their heads, picking each other up. You want to see that kind of stuff. I know you and your coaches, you're watching, you can't coach, so you're having to watch, but you're making a lot of mental notes, aren't you? Yes, man, that's the hardest thing is when you see certain stuff and you know you can't really say stuff so that's stuff that eat me up a lot because I know in, in spring ball and then in the fall when I seen something I was able to check it or say something now over here you know you got all these people out here you know you ain't really supposed to be talking to them so I kind of just try to stay back but then yeah, that's a good thing where you this is where my leaders come in you know I tell them leaders leave my guys don't care if you're a freshman sophomore junior or senior somebody got to step up and lead so this is a good thing to see who gonna lead us who gonna lead us somebody got to lead us with doing all the little things that we know, whether it's running out the field, congratulating our teammates, speaking, talking, communicating, all that, who going to step up and do it? So that's what lets us do this over here. And last year was your first year, and you are a proud Burtner Ram alum. And I know last year, first year uh, as a head coach, and you got the Rams back in the playoffs. And we talked before uh, the, the last game of the year, because y'all played on a Thursday, I think, yep. and you needed a result to kind of go your way on Friday. Uh, and and you, were, you, you weren't answering your phone that night, but y'all got into the playoffs. Um, how big was that 
for your kids to get that experience of a playoff game, to have some success, and how big is that carryover into 2022 into spring football? How big was that for you guys? It was huge. Like, you know, just because, you know, I came from McKinney with Shaver. So our first year there, it started out just like it was here. We started out 0-5 in McKinney. And before you know it, we won four out of the last five and got in the playoffs. And so this time uh, when I was at Bergner, same thing happened. We started out 0-4, 0-1 in district. And I'm telling them and I'm telling my coaches, I'm like, hey, I've been here before. Trust me. I know how this thing could play out. Just believe. And I kept telling my coaches, just keep, keep, them, keep them interested, keep them showing up. That's the main thing. Keep them interested, keep them showing up. Telling the guys the same thing. Hey, we're going to get this thing turned around. Keep showing up. And sure enough, we start flipping it. You get that one win and then that, that motivation carry over to another win. Before you know it, we was 3-1 and one in district. Went into the Urban McArthur game. Quarterback got hurt going into halftime. Ended up losing that game by three. And then you come back and we got to beat Urban Emmons. And we supposed to beat him by 10. We would have got in on beat him by seven and we needed help. But it was one of those when you take away finishing the season four and seven, going and playing Savion Red, and he rushed for 350, but you still only lose by seven when you was up by 16 at one point. But you're talking about four and seven, we was easily supposed to be nine and three because we should have won that playoff game. And we know right now we lost four games by at least six points or less. And so it's one of those where you just know what type of team we had. We just we had to finish. And we start finishing, but then the inexperience kind of showed up in the playoffs, but now we know what it takes. And now we know the goal last year was just get to the playoffs. Now, right now, it ain't get to the playoffs. Everybody ain't going to patch on your back to go to the playoffs now. Now it's going to go win a playoff game for the first time in 15 years and keep going. You know, that was the main thing we wanted to do was get that community and stuff behind us and start changing the culture around Bergman. That's kind of what we did. Uh, spring football has come and gone. Uh, what was what was some of the big, big bullet point items you wanted to have knocked off in spring football? What were you looking to get accomplished during spring practice this year? I think the biggest thing everybody liked to do, you know, is, is to find out what kind of team you got. And so we wanted to come out of there and just know we're going to be a well-disciplined team and we're going to be a tough football team. That's the main thing we wanted to see because we got athletes. You know, that's the biggest thing that people don't realize that you come to Bergner thinking about Richardson, everybody think, oh, Richardson. But we got athletes over there. So the biggest thing, we know what we got. I just want us to come out of there and be able to say, man, we got a tough team. We got a well-disciplined team. And we can do that. We can say that now. So it really helped us. All right. Now we look ahead at 2022 uh, realignment. Basically the same district. You're adding a, a, a new face in Highland Park who obviously, you know, that you know nothing, nothing, nothing needs to be said, said about those guys. That's a elite program for sure. But when, when you head into district play, what kind of ball club are you expecting to have? What's the personality of the Rams going to be in 2022? And it's going to be kind of the same. We're going to be young, though. Like, we're going into it with a, a sophomore quarterback, a running back coming back, but he's going to be just a junior. We're going into it with probably two sophomore receivers, but with two returners, senior receivers, D-line all coming back, but we only got one senior, two returning uh, D-linemen, but they're only going to be juniors. So we're going to be young. That's going to be the biggest thing. But, you know, it's just the other teams are getting good as well. You know, when you got to go against uh, Highland Park, of course, you still got Jesuit. You still got the Lake Highlands. Irvin MacArthur was, you know, we played them. They beat us by three, and they didn't have their best player. And he coming back going to be just a junior. So, and Irvin Nemes was good. So you got these other teams in our district where uh, we got some dogs in our district. But the good thing about it is we got dogs, too, and we can go compete with them. So, you know, the goal is, and I think that we still got a great shot of getting back to the postseason, but now it's more so getting back to the postseason and winning the postseason game as well. Final question for you, Coach. Uh, after a big Burton and Ram win, let's think about it now, after a big win, come back to the field house, 
What's the post-game meal of choice? What, what, what are you getting to celebrate after a big win? Man, I like Big Mamas. If y'all live in North Dallas, man, Big Mamas off of Forest Lane in Ardelia. It's the best. It's it's the North Dallas uh, Rudy's. Okay. You know, you're in Oak Cliff, everybody go to Rudy's Chicken. Yeah. If you're in North Dallas, you go to Big Mama's. What's your go-to order? What do you order from there? I'm four-piece, all thighs. Four-piece, all, all thighs? All thighs. Okay. I don't play with that little meat now. You gotta, I got to <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give me some thighs. I don't need no wings and legs and all that now. Okay. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy watching your kids compete, and we appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out. Great job. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. If you like this kind of stuff and you want more of it, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, you can watch us live every weekday at noon at texasfootball.com. There he is, Richardson Berkner head coach Trey Bryant. We appreciate him catching up with Matt Stepp at the Grapevine 7-on-7 SQT. It is still definitely 7-on-7 season. So we go down to College Station the third week of june the 20 yeah four, 23rd through 25th um is when we will be down there for seven state seven on seven but there are some really really big i think this weekend is like the biggest state seven on seven qualifying yeah. weekend of the year and then there will be one more after that and then we'll head down so if you want to catch more seven on seven action, now is the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I love Coach Bryant so much. You were saying like, that. <laughs> I did a couple of things with him this year on the operations side of things, and I got to know him and his wife actually pretty well. Um, his wife won the North Texas Honda Dealers Community Helper of the Week Award, oh, and nice. I got to go down there and present it to her, and I saw Coach Bryant down there too. And so they're just a, such a great couple to be around, and That's they're awesome. so fun. And I know, I just love them both, so <laughs> I wanted to point that out. <laughs> uh, and shout out to uh, Mike. Roach because he actually um he helped film that interview he tweeted oh, out a photo nice. and he was like he tweeted out a photo of uh coach Bryant in step like kind of behind the camera angle cool. and he was like uh, starting my DCTF internship and he told us yesterday oh, yeah. that he legitimately had people in his DMs going wait are you leaving 24/7 for Dave Campbell's and he was like yeah, I'm I'm leaving my full time job for an unpaid internship, internship. at Dave Campbell's. <laughs> but Come anyway, on. we appreciate them doing that. So stay tuned to TexasFootball.com for the next three weeks, and we'll still have all sorts of coverage of State Seven on Seven. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State, and we hope you will become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber, and we have a very easy way for you to do that right here. We actually have a graphic with a QR code on it. Shout out QR codes. All you got to do is scan that, and it'll take you to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. If you want one of those two unbelievably beautiful covers there, you have Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire and UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer forged on Friday how Texas high school football or how Texas high school coaches took over college football. That's the main cover of the 63rd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. And then on the other side of that, that's our gatefold cover. It is the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears Rise Up. South Oak Cliff sparks an inner city revolution. So you can get your copy if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. All right, Malpal, can I tell you about our good friends at Athletes to Athletes? Did you know that 35% of college athletes quit their sport or transfer to schools by the end of their sophomore year? That's because most, most high school athletes only consider athletics when picking a college. They skip over the other important factors like college major, location, scholarships, long-term goals, with so much to consider 
How do you make sure that you're choosing the right school? Well, that's where Athletes to Athletes comes in. Athletes to Athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student athletes and their families. They provide a holistic approach to help you find the college program that fits best, that fits all of your needs, both on and off the field. You can go to athletes to athletes.com slash DC today to schedule your free session and see how they can help find the best college football program for you. There's also a QR code there, or you can go to www.athletes2athletes.com slash DC. All right, Malpal, it is time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Thursday. Friday. Thursday. <laughs> the North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more about that. Woo! It good car. That always reminds it's me of the car. Office episode where uh, Kevin decides that he's going to say like as few words as possible. And he goes, why when- say, why say lot word when few, few words do, do trick do trick uh that <laughs> one like that. but he also goes me mechanic understand when me say car no go oh. <laughs> that's what i always think of now hondas are cars that do, do go, go. <laughs> um, but that's always what i think about every time we talk about this so anyway like we mentioned in um the beginning of the show we did not do helpful honda mailbag friday last week and we're not going to be doing it tomorrow because we do not have a show so we figured why not so go ahead and send in your questions mallory has been kind of compi- compiling those but go ahead and continue to send those in um but before we get there i wanted to do something because we were all able to talk earlier this week you heard from me you heard from tepper you heard from ish craven which by the way they released their republic of football episode with the two of them talking about what it was like to write the feature stories regarding those covers that you just saw not too long ago um so it's really cool to kind of hear how the sausage is made how the nuts and bolts go um between writing the feature story of the dave campbell's texas football magazine each year so that's an rof episode but we haven't talked to you about it mallory um and the the thing that makes this interesting was this was your first ever cover shoot to go to. Yeah, it was. And dang, I don't know how many people told me this at the cover shoot, but they were like, Mallory, I don't think you're going to experience a better cover shoot than this one right here. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, should I quit now or no. should I just keep going? <laughs> so like, this, is this, it? Is, this is it, right? But man, it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm a huge college football nerd. Mm-hmm. So this was the perfect cover shoot for me to go to. I wasn't able to go to the South Oak Cliff one. I wish I would have been able to, but, and that one was closer too, but right. I had some other work to get done in the office beforehand. So I just saved that day. Um, so I could go ahead and go to the, the main cover mm-hmm. shoot, but walking out onto the field and seeing Joey McGuire and Jeff trailer standing there with each other, either interviewing each other or just kind of goofing off. That mm-hmm. was the coolest thing ever because you got to see what they are like not on the sidelines right you know yeah it's it's what may at that point right they're stressed but there's not stress right exactly and seeing them interact and they're such good friends too Mm -hmm. that like it was just so cool to see them in like another environment other than being super stressed all the time but they are just such great guys and getting to hear their stories and how excited they were to be on the cover because you don't always get that Mm -hmm. you know and this was such a big deal to both of them and i really saw that with them too and it was just the coolest experience ever. And the, the best part is that they came to eat with us, yeah. too, before the actual cover shoot. They were cool enough to stop by Underwoods Underwoods uh, for a quick bite to eat before the actual cover shoot. So 
That was really well, and that was cool. your first time at Underwood. It as was well. my first time, and I've never been to Brownwood at mm-hmm. all. I've never been really out that, that way, way at all. You know, yeah. I haven't explored much of Texas it's as just, you guys. Last week I went to Austin. That was the first time I've ever been to Austin. Which so is so I crazy. So I'm, I've never, I haven't experienced Texas as much. Um, but yeah, that was that was really cool. That, that is, awesome. yeah, it was cool. She, uh, so we go. We, as a Dave Campbell's crew, had been to Underwoods before because there was 2019, mm-hmm. 2019, 20, yeah, 2019, because then the pandy and everything hit. Yeah. But in 2019, my first football season with Dave Campbell's, we, our swag wagon road trip was me, Step, Tepper, and Ish, and we went to a game in Brownwood. It was a... Two A state semifinal between Valley View and Post, but okay. it was in Brownwood, so we went to Underwoods. Mm. I had been to Underwoods because Brownwood was there was two years of my high school career that Brownwood was in the same district as Lano, which is mm-hmm. crazy because it's like a two two and a half hour drive from Lano, um, but. I had grown up going to Underwoods when we would, you know, your parents would come to the basketball game and then they would pick you up and where were you going? You basically met the entire rest of the team at Underwoods and stuff. So I had been there before, but Mallory gets there and she's like, all right, you know, kind of how does this work? And you'd been to Babe's Chicken before up here in the DFW. And I was like, it's kind of like Babe's, but more like cafeteria and stuff. So we get up there and I was trying to explain to her, like, it's kind of like Babe's, like you order that and then it's just a bunch of sides and you go... It's like a cafeteria because you do yeah. you walk up and you get your tray, <laughs> your tray and then you pull it along the line just yeah. like you would when you were in elementary school, you know, yeah. and so that was cool. Rhonda was pumped about okra, fried okra, so I was, oh, I was pumped about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was crazy, too, is that I was talking to Craven when we were sitting down and eating that, you know, you get a bunch of sides and you get a huge, you know, chicken steak or whatever for mm-hmm. your main course and he's like yeah I'm not really a big sides person because like that I feel like you just kind of waste room in your stomach uh-huh. with a bunch of sides but in that kind of restaurant I feel like it's okay the sides make the the main course better oh yeah like I get at like a McDonald's where you want to you know enjoy your burger at Chick-fil-A you want to enjoy your chicken sandwich mm-hmm. so you're not going to get fries on the side with that but at a restaurant like that when you have fried okra you have beans you've got mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes carrots you ha- carrots you have to get a bunch of sides like, and, it, and mm-hmm. I feel like there it's more acceptable oh yeah you know what I mean well and they were good sides and too. here's the thing just have a bigger gut Craven <laughs> like I know seriously I fit all those sides in my stomach <laughs> it was great I, I ate that entire like I tweeted out the for anyone who follows along my Twitter I tweeted out a picture of the feast that I had in front of me I want to let everyone know I ate every single bite of that Uh all the sides the rolls which I don't even know if the rolls were pictured I had like three gallons of sweet tea in my stomach it was fantastic but like you said it was really really cool because we just offered it up to the coaches we didn't tell them like hey this is part of the shoot you have to come it was just a courtesy like hey We'll buy you a chicken fried steak if you'll come hang out yeah. with us. And they brought everybody. So that was, it really was cool. Well, I'm glad you got to experience that. And we meant Me what too. we said with like, just personality wise, like morale wise, there was, I mean, we probably had a close to 15 to 20 people there, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joey McGuire's wife was there as well. And she was Miss just fantastic. She was fantastic. Yes. She was so sweet. And we love talking to her too. Miss Lano. She's from Lano too, she right? Is. And that, that's so cool. Yeah, you guys we were got sitting to there at Underwoods that. and she... And I, I had known that. I had forgot that fact, to be honest with you. Uh, when I did Coach McGuire's Hall of Honor interview in 2020 um, for the THSCA Hall of Honor, we, yeah. he was like, where are you from, Ashley? And that was the first time I had ever really sat down and had a conversation with him. And I said, Lano, Texas. He goes, 
you're kidding me. And uh-huh. he was like, my wife's from there. And so anyway, that was my first time meeting Miss Debbie. And it was when Jeff Trailer put the ketchup on his chicken fried steak that he was like, Debbie, am I weird for this? And she was like, I grew up in Llano, Texas. I'm not. And everyone's head just turns and they look at me. Right at and you. I, yeah, and I was like. That was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Was anyway. Great. All right. Well, there's that. I wanted to get your take on it, especially because it was a first cover shoot yeah, experience yeah. for you. Awesome. Um, but do we have any questions for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday? Thursday. Friday. Thursday. let's go ahead and start off with this one i think our good friend tony blaylock asked it what is your favorite texas high school football logo and he says and why is it this will be but that's not mine so Mm. i know my okay so mine is i actually said this when we did the segment about a year ago today probably when i revealed my top 10 favorite mascots Mm -hmm. remember that yep um i think my number one and still is is the uh new brown fools unicorn the swole unicorn and it's not like a little dainty unicorn Mm -hmm. like it's got like a six pack maybe an eight pack some pecs oh yeah no it's not like it's not like poop and rainbows like this is a this is a corn he's 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 a swole (laughs) unicorn so that's definitely my favorite what's what what is yours um well one swolebies like shout out uh but I will say I've always said that, and it it gets harder and harder every year to like narrow it down. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Swole Piper. Yeah, the Hamlin Pied Piper is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, and I guess and I've realized that too. I think there's two things that I really really enjoy in a logo. One clearly, I guess if it's just ripped, like if it's just ripped as hell, I'm like that's it that's an awesome logo because the swole piper the swole bee like anything that i can put swole in front of is uh is good but i also very much like there are certain schools that have found a way to incorporate like make make the majority of their logo the state of texas and then they kind of have their mascot like coming through it yeah and that's what hamlin's is the pied piper is coming that's why i think hamlin might be my favorite don't let coach hunt hear that because he's literally gonna yell at me Uh, i think they were in my top 10 too if i'm not mistaken but yeah, Hamlin's Piper, like, it, it kind of looks like it's, it like tore a sheet of paper almost in the middle of the Texas and the uh-huh. Piper's coming out of it. I think if you can incorporate the state of Texas in there, that's always been something that has caught my eye. And some people just like throw their logo in the middle of it. But if you can like actually design it to like be coming out of Unique the state of Texas, stuff. yeah, I was like that, that always gets like an automatic two thumbs up for yeah. me. There's a couple of them like that, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't well, one of my favorite, has I've always made... I make the matchup graphics when we do our state championship coverage. And it's obviously I put all the team's logos on it for like the little clickable links on texasfootball.com slash state. And I think to this day, there were two that have been my favorite, like when the color schemes and stuff, but when Mart and Hamlin played in the state championship both of their logos were the state of texas with marts and the panthers and then the pied piper so that like aesthetically was very or that just like logo wise is very pleasing aesthetically it was when paul pewitt played gunner and they were both like the same color blue and so like just the graphics from a graphic perspective was aesthetically very pleasing. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it always works out. But then there's always one state championship thing where it's like a orange team is playing a red team and it's like, oh. Yeah, I <laughs> but know. I can't change just... it. Like, I can't make the graphic look any better no, because no. the color scheme, you know? Right, like, right. What yeah. am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> um, but yeah, Swolbies are definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. Let's kind of play off of that one a little bit and say, what is one Texas high school football stadium that you haven't been to 
that you would like to go to? The Tomato Bowl. Where is that? I don't think I know uh, that Jacksonville. Is. I'm I'm going to check okay. texasbob.com to make sure that I am correct on that. Shout out our good friend Texas Bob cuz he has every single stadium in the state of Texas on there. Um, yeah, I use Texas Bob quite a bit during this uh, during the season. It's pretty cool. Yes, Jacksonville. I was right. Okay. Um it's a it's his it's unbelievably historic. It's it, incredibly all brick and everything um but they just redid it not too long ago but i think they still did a really good job of like keeping the sentimental value of that if it if i had not been to rr jones stadium that was always bucket list number yeah. one um obviously out there in el paso but we went last year and we're lucky enough to go see a thursday night game there yeah um shout out ray aguilar for scheduling that but yeah the tomato bowl is a big one on my list that i have not been able to see yeah mine's pretty basic and i can't believe i still have never been here but you know, Allen Stadium. I think You've it's never called been e- Eagle, Eagle Stadium. Stadium. I think. Yeah. I've never been there. You know, and I, I think that's wild to me because it's what twenty-five minutes, twenty minutes from right. here, and I've just never gone to a game there. I've never covered a game there. Never done an activation there. Yeah. I've just never had any reason to really go. So I definitely want to get out there in a couple years at some point because yeah. it's just so like. It's so famous. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the country knows yeah. about the Allen Eagles, you know? So right. I just really want to experience that um, for a game. Another one that's that's really crazy, but I have never actually seen a game played at the Puncher Dome down in Mason. Oh, yeah. But I have seen the Puncher Dome itself countless times. I mean, Mason is the town next to Lano, so... I mean, I've, yeah, right. I've been there yeah. thousands of times. <laughs> but the other thing is... It's surrounded by a golf course, and um, I played golf from seventh grade till the till my junior year, and so we would always we would have a tournament there every single year in Mason, and I was terrible when I was in seventh yeah. grade. I can't tell you how many <laughs> balls I've hit into the puncher dome. <laughs> <laughs> so they, I should, am, they should give you a part of that stadium exactly like i deserve like one square yard of grass from the puncher dome and they're like god get this girl out of here she's trash <laughs> um great. but yeah i've never actually seen a football game played in the puncher dome which you is just wild. a lot of golf balls in there i've just been yeah. to the puncher dome more than i could <laughs> put in order <laughs> let's go with what sporting event would you like to go to? Now let's do. Uh, may, do you, mm. we can do maybe uh, we can do actual sports category, and then maybe we can do a team team category yeah. or something like I that. I like that. So, yeah, Ooh. I for me for a team. I don't know. So a long t- for a long time, it was an FC Dallas game. I was like, I really want to mm. go see FC Dallas. Yeah. But we did that a couple months ago for the very first time. I experienced that for the very first time so i thought that was pretty cool team wise you know i think i'd love i would love to see a green bay packer game at lambeau field i yeah, think so you that know i can't do the cold i get the, the cold yeah you gotta go it. yeah i know you well, gotta go thing, you're not gonna go in september right like, no, you're, you're not gonna go to an early season game mm-hmm. like you're gonna you're go gonna, when it's december, december and exactly. it's negative 30 out there which to me sounds like literal hell on earth right right also, <laughs> i'd rather go to the sahara desert yeah exactly <laughs> my whole dad's side of the family is from wisconsin so they're huge green oh, okay. bay packer yeah. fans so it's a little it's a little family tie to I get that it. as well most but, sports fans say they want to experience that once right. i just so no. i think that's that's probably number one on my I like that on my bucket list um 
I know golf is not a good conversation right now, and I completely yeah. understand why. <laughs> if they can get their crap together, yes. let me preface this, that I'm not going to go while all this crap is going on, but if they can get their stuff together, I would love to go to one of the days when they're playing a tournament at Pebble Beach. That is, Ooh, that's always been, I've, I've been lucky enough to go to a practice round of the masters. So that would have been it. Um, but I would love to go when there's a legit tournament going on at Pebble beach. I also would love to see a basketball game at Madison square garden. I think that that's oh, one of those yeah. things I that's... would have zero rooting interest. Like, I mean, unless the Spurs were playing for whatever reason up there, but I would love to see a, a, an actual NBA basketball game at Madison, Madison square garden. Didn't they used to have? So they used to have the uh, NIT mm-hmm. championship Championships at Madison there. Square yeah. Garden. Maybe it was the Final Four of the of the NIT. I don't know if they did that this year or not. Because I know no. they took a break from that no, during COVID. Th- yeah, they went up. Oh, they went. It might have been at Lucas east, Oil um, up in mm-hmm. what is that minute? Wherever they played last year. Yes, yeah, um, but yeah, that would that would be really freaking. The cool. other thing that like on my football bucket list is Army Navy. I want to get out Ooh. to an Army Navy game just once. I think that that is mm-hmm. the we talk about like the best rivalries in college football, like the best mm-hmm. games and stuff. And if your answer is not Army Navy, then I don't know what it would be. Like I get it. There are games mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that are fun. Like Alabama A and M is turning into that. You know, it used to be Texas A and M. Now Texas Oklahoma. Like there are those marquee, unbelievable rivalry games like i don't see how army navy cannot be your answer like that is the answer right that's why it is the only game played that week of the season Mm -hmm. because the whole nation so sentimental too it is so many people it that would be that would that's a bucket list for me yeah i think that would be awesome yeah um i on the topic of sports, mm-hmm. I would love to go see a college gymnastics meet. Oh yeah, like a like UCLA versus Stanford. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma sprinkled yeah. in there because if you guys don't know, I am taking an adult gymnastics class right now. Yeah. I'm nowhere near that level <laughs> of. I don't have that kind of athleticism uh, in the gymnastics world, but it, the talent that those girls have, uh-huh. the kind of flips that they can do, you know, off the bar on the beam. I've just I've always been a huge fan of gymnastics, yeah. and I've always thought that it's just so unique. Yeah, it's such that's a really unique cool. sport. So I would love to go see a major college gymnastics meet at some point. Yeah, I guess if we're life. talking like just like regular sports like that, I think a like a national soccer game, like a USA soccer game, would definitely Ooh, be up there. That would be good too. Um, or the other one for me, I would love to see a legit like tennis match, like a Serena Williams, uh-huh. a, a Nadal, like a legit tennis match I think would be really stinking cool just just to do it once to say that you've sat there and done it I think that would be really awesome yeah I had a friend from high school actually she's she was in Paris like this past week or something Mm -hmm. and and went to go see the the what's what's it called the Wimbledon no I don't think it's some open uh in it's played in Paris France or something for tennis I can't think of the name off the top of my head it ends with open like everything else does um but I think she actually went to one of those oh the French open French open (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay well yes the french open <laughs> should have just guessed that the paris open i, I, I had a 50 50 chance right <laughs> I, had, I just said nothing I think it's the german open that the they german play open in, paris, in paris france know. yeah but the man. czechoslovakian open <laughs> should we just end the show here like <laughs> do we have do we have an actual yeah. ending question because that i mean that was a hell of an ender but <laughs> yeah but th- so yeah th- she was there 
she liked it. Anyways, let's go with. Well, I mean, I was just—I was in the same dumb position. I'm the one that Googled it. Yeah, I was true. like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> we know. both were. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, let's do. This is a good ender. How about which figure in Texas high school football in the Texas high school football world that you ladies have met and made you the most nervous the first time you met them? I think oh. Step asked this, and he said it was for him Todd Dodge and then Nick uh, Golson. Oh man. Made uh, me the most nervous. Yeah. Or you could do, I guess, maybe most excited to meet, too, I guess. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> I, I might have one for you. Okay. Uh, Craig Way. Oh, that was definitely most excited. Absolutely. Most excited, yeah. That was, like... That was... Yeah. That was, like, my, like, oh, my God. You know? Right, right. Uh, most excited. I will say the one coach that I knew had a very hard exterior that you you had to you had to break down mm-hmm. was uh when coach Gamble was at oh Allen. Allen and it's he's well in his right he's got a lot of like a lot of media people coming after him he's a fantastic human being but he there are coaches and especially sideline reporting you learn this very quickly there are coaches that the moment they step off the field man they will come to the barbecue you know Uh like they're they're outgoing but the moment that they step onto the field there's some coaches that are very very relaxed and they're just treated like hey some of their philosophies are if I'm relaxed then my team will be relaxed and not feel pressure and then there are other coaches that say like this is this is our temple like when we step onto the field we mean business like it's still fun but it's it's work at that point and it needs to be work for the coach it needs to be work for the players and he was he was definitely one of those coaches that you get him off the field unbelievable guy will ask you how your day is going you know he'll take the time to talk to you but that was his realm when he stepped on there he meant business and it was kind of one of those things that you had to learn as a sideline reporter that there was no wasting time you better have your cameraman ready to go because he is running off and it was I had to stand there and be like coach right here turn around yeah. look and he and he would answer the questions he was extremely kind on the interview and stuff but if you weren't willing to say like coach we're doing this interview it's gonna he's gonna go well you didn't want it bad enough right that's how he treats his players that's how he treats his coaches you know right, and so right. it was like I had to step up and go hey I mean business here um yeah and that's a that's fun a challenge good... it's it really is it, it helps you grow as a reporter absolutely to be able to to know the difference between that. Mm-hmm. Um, Step so out you, of your comfort zone a little bit. You know, yeah, and yeah. And be like, hey, and... you're doing your job. I'm doing my job. Let's yep. do this together and then I'll leave you alone. You know? Right. So he was he was always really fun for me. Cause, and, and then at one point, I I stopped him like this. And then he brought his players over after the game. And he was smiling and stuff. And that's I was like, awesome. I got you. Yep, yep. I got you, coach. I cracked, yeah, I cracked the <laughs> so code So that's always – I enjoyed those. They're not not even a challenge. It's just a totally different type of, you know, you're going into some games and then you know you're going into other games where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to run after him or yeah. oh, coach, I'll be standing here and they'll they'll run over. Hey, Pickle, how you doing? You uh-huh, know. So uh-huh. it's it's really it was fun to get that fluctuation week to week. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think mine um you know, I, I we got this question early and I've been sitting here thinking about you know, who actually made me nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I, I could say probably when I interviewed Colt McCoy, I think that oh, was yeah. pretty nerve wracking for me just because I knew how big of a figure he was to Texas high school football. Cause he mm-hmm. was, I interviewed him uh, before the Texas high school football hall of fame induction ceremony. And we ran that on the hall of fame show. Um, and I was 
pretty nervous, I think, because I knew I, I knew how important he was to the Texas high school football community, mm-hmm. to the uh, UT community oh, as yeah. well. So I knew everybody that was going to watch that, you know, wanted it to be good, good. and was expecting something mm-hmm. out of that. So I think I was pretty nervous when I met, but he was such a nice guy. Oh, too. yeah. He was so it makes it easy. easy to, right, right. He was so easy to talk to. Um, so I think that was, I was probably most nervous. Well, and I think I that's, that's a really good point when it comes to interviewing too, is there have been time, like I've been, we talked about this not too long ago on the show, but I've been lucky enough that after coach Randy Allen's 400th win, I was the one that got to interview him right away. Mm-hmm. And after coach Reginald Samples 300th win, like those types of interviews, they're not any different than other interviews. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of go into it and I wouldn't say at all that I was nervous, but you know the you stakes want, are a little bit higher. You want to nail it because that be, not because you want to have the good interview because you hope that they get to go back and show their kids those interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a special moment yep. for them. So you want to ask the right questions to them to set them up for that to be like a meaningful time capsule piece You're almost, right. you know? And so it's like, yeah, you don't, I didn't feel the pressure cause I was nervous to talk to them or whatever. I felt pressure because it was like, I want to get this right for you. Yes. And I don't want to ask some question that you're going to look at me and say, I just became the first black coach ever to win 300 wins. And you asked me that stupid question, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's right, kind right. of, those are the that's things my brain that you, yeah, you think that, about yeah. uh-huh. for sure. So yeah. that was a good ender, right? I think that was a great under. Yeah. Almost as good as the French Open. <laughs> we can just cut that part out, right? <laughs> we do edit the podcast. So, I mean, yeah, we'll go from uh, like. That was too blonde played, moments uh, the there. Open, insert fr- the French <laughs> Open, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. On Twitter, at DCTF. And, of course, see all of our work at texasfootball.com. Thank you again to Trey Bryant for uh, speaking with Matt Stepp. I'm Ashley Pickle uh, for Mallory Hartley. I'm Ashley Pickle. Thanks for hopping on, Mal Pal. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me on. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. You can take these headphones, too, while you're at it, because they kind (laughs) of shed. We need to order new headphones. Anyway, we will not be back tomorrow. We will be out of town, but we will be back on Monday. Mal Pal will be back here on Monday. So tune in for some headlines with Mal Pal. Uh, We'll see you Monday. Text football today.